rather than react, let's reflect. What would it be like to be that person? What would it be like if I was in that person's shoes and I knew the different stress points in their life right now? That is going to change how I look at them and how I treat them. And yet we as a people, Christians, we tend to be more reactive than reflective. Welcome, my friend. This is the weekend edition of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Time out, time out, cut, cut, stop the action. I have an announcement to make, a special announcement. If you've been paying attention, and maybe you don't get to it for a while anyway, so probably just a couple of you would even notice, this episode is dropping late on July the 16th, Saturday, July the 16th. This is weekend edition number 15. It's dropping late because last night my eighth grandchild was born. My fourth granddaughter, Brooklyn K. Katie, was born last night in Des Moines, Iowa, and I am so excited. She's just a tiny little peanut, and she's cute, and she's wonderful. The parents are doing great with her today, and I'm very excited. So if on the off chance 20 years from now, Brooklyn, you listen to this episode, Papa was very excited that you were born. Even if it made episode weekend edition number 15 late, You were well worth the wait for this episode. So that's it. That's my my announcement. A very exciting announcement for me. Uh, This is grandchild number eight. They don't stop being any more exciting. Looking forward to to getting to know this little girl as she joins the family and her cousins. Now, back to the episode previously in progress. Yes, my friend, this is weekend edition number 15. So exciting with Dave Jacobs today. Dave is from smallchurchpastor.com and from the Small Church Pastor Facebook group. You can reach Dave at SCP for Small Church Pastor, SCP Coaching, scpcoaching at gmail.com. That's how you can reach Dave because at the end of this episode, you very well may want to reach out to Dave, scpcoaching at gmail.com. Today, Dave and I talk about why people react the way they do and how we can approach people maybe in a better way so that if they react to us, we don't react back to them, but maybe we respond thoughtfully to them. And so Dave and I had a, had a conversation, and I clipped this part of the conversation out because I thought it was kind of an idea unto itself. And so I wanted to share it with you today, and I think that you'll find it helpful because there's all kinds of reactions going on in our culture right now. So much is happening. So much is going on. It seems like every day, right? There's not even the story of the week anymore. It's the story of the day or the story of the hour. And if people are tuned in to what's happening around the world, we can run into some people who really get you know, yanked this way and that way emotionally. 
and reflexively they begin to react and and respond in in not very good ways. And as pastors, sometimes we can be on the receiving end of that. So this is Dave, and at the end, Dave, if you've never met Dave before, again, he's with smallchurchpastor.com. He's the founder of that. He spends all of his days uh, basically talking with pastors and coaching pastors, mostly small church pastors, but other sized churches as well. We've had Dave on our other podcast, the 200 Churches podcast, for I think it's probably been over eight years, eight or nine years. And so uh, I love Dave. He's a great guy, wise, and has a lot of experience coaching pastors. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation. Dave Jacobs, welcome to the Coaching for Pastors podcast. I'm excited. Your first time on my new podcast. So welcome. Introduce yourself to our listeners. Well, first of all, I'm impressed. You have two podcasts going now that are really popular. You must be really one of those important people. I don't know that I know anybody that has two. They're not that popular, Dave. I'd like them to be more popular only because I think what we do on these podcasts and the guests we have and the just what we offer is so good for pastors. I mean, it's good for me and I'm a pastor, so I got to think it's good for other pastors. I agree. And I, I, I like that this is a, these podcasts are a little bit shorter. Well, Dave, the weekday are shorter, but the weekend is an extended version. And we're so glad to have you on the podcast today. So introduce yourself to our listeners for those who don't know you. And again, welcome. I was uh, in the ministry being a pastor for 30 years, pastored in five different churches, three that my wife and I planted. And then um, I retired from pastoring in 2006 and launched Small Church Pastor, which is the name of my ministry now. And, uh, you know, I provide coaching and consulting and resources and encouragement to pastors of all size churches, but I specialize in small churches. That's what I've been doing for the last 15 years. It's my full-time gig, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, a, it's great working with the men and women out there who are pastoring our churches. And uh, that's how we met many, many years ago, Jeff. And uh, so I'm just excited to be here. I still remember the day that Johnny and I were in my office, and we were looking at the little picture of you on the screen saying, who is this Dave Jacobs guy? Who is this guy that coaches small church pastors? And we were wondering, would he ever come on our podcast? Would he be willing to do that? And now we've met each other several times and we've just, uh, it's been fun. It's been really fun, Dave. Hey, Dave, you coach pastors uh, for a living. You do this most days, most of the day. And you've got, you've got earbuds in your ear, I think, as you're talking to pastors and helping them iron out the wrinkles of life and ministry. And we, you and I were talking about the situation we find ourselves in today, especially in society where, where people, are, uh, people have experienced a lot of angst, a lot of uh, pressure, a lot of stress. Uh, we've seen in just the last 10 years, uh, t- 20 years, but even the last 10 years, even the last yeah. five years in some cases, this increase in technology, which means more signals are coming at us faster at a higher n- number than ever before. Yeah. Uh, we're able to be connected to everybody all the time. And, and, it, and it's just stressful. And that's not just for us as pastors, but it's for 
our people as well. And you were talking to me about how with pastors right now, uh, they are dealing with people who, uh, you know, the term might be acting out, right? And okay, that's good, yeah. You know, in church or just exhibiting stuff that's, you know, if without thinking about it, a pastor could be offended. But you were suggesting some other ways to handle interactions with people in our churches. So just talk about that just a little bit. I can't remember when I started thinking about this, but uh, it was a little while ago, and then it led to just reoccurring conversations with pastors about this whole idea um, that everybody in our church has a secret that we don't know anything about. Everybody in our church has things going on behind the scenes with their family on the job that we probably don't know about. And those things explain to us why some people are acting out, why maybe somebody in the church is difficult or causing problems. There's always a reason why people are who they are. But we as pastors are unaware of those reasons. And so we have a tendency to respond to the manifestation or the acting out when that's really not the core um, issue. Uh, we're, we're, we're dealing with a lot of people in our churches where this is, you know, everybody's dealing with different types of, not tragedy. Well, a lot of tra- tragic things, you know, have, have happened over the last two and a half years. We've got, uh, you know, people that have lost loved ones, lost businesses, lost finances, you know, people have died. We're dealing with all the political problems, which as of lately have just been intensified. Trauma, I guess, is a good word to use. Mm, People have traumatic experiences in their past, and it could be fairly uh, recent trauma. And I I remember uh, not too long ago, uh, so far this year, I have had seven close friends die. Oh, wow. And more than half of them have been COVID-related and then others for other, you know, medical things. That's traumatic when you have people close to you. It's it's traumatic for pastors to uh, have to only meet online. They close their doors, you know, all these kind of things. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on in people's lives right now that um, explain their behavior. And if there was a way that we could find out that, what's going on behind the scenes, or at least acknowledge that, People got stuff going on that I don't know anything about, and I need to be patient, have a lot of grace, and spend time with these people. Maybe if I found out what they're going through, I would have a better, more positive attitude and action towards them. Well, we got recently, every every Monday we have a staff meeting, and we look through prayer requests, comments that people make, etc. And recently we got a card that was was somewhat— uh, angry would be too strong of a word. Okay. Uh, right, right after we got it, then this person called the church, and we have a we have a great assistant at the front desk who answers calls. She's really good with people. Nice. But this person was was heated, and they weren't rude to her, but they also barely stopped talking. And yeah. they, they were just just things that they were upset about. And one of the things after they kind of gave their litany. One of the things they said before they hung up was, every Sunday we leave angry. And I thought, wow, that's, I would never have known that. You know, I've been pastor for the five years that I've been here and I've never seen that, would not ever have guessed it. 
But yeah. every Sunday they leave angry. And then I started thinking about them as a couple and their family and started to remember some of the trauma that they've been through yeah. and some of the developing trauma that they're going through as they're aging and as their health is getting a little bit iffy and they're losing they're losing freedoms in different areas. And I'm like, that's the backstory. That's the context. And and it just happened to come out then. And so then I need to I needed to schedule a, a time with them to yeah. just sit down and talk. But if I went in, if I went in defensive and hot and ready to correct their errors, yeah. you know, I get nowhere. I would have gotten nowhere. Right. Counterproductive completely. Probably would yeah. have made a situation even worse. Um, oh, for sure. You know, now, you know, we, we can't sit down. I mean, depending upon the size of our church, we can't sit down and find out what, what is in people's pasts that are making them how they are today. We're not professional therapists. This is what a therapist, you know, does. Um, but there will be some situations where we can do some one-on-one -on -one and discover things that we hadn't known before. But even if that didn't take place, I think it would help us with being patient towards our people and being pastorly and loving, filled with grace, if we just reminded ourselves, everybody's going through something. Everybody's got something going on that nobody knows about. And maybe that explains their behavior. How, how will, is that going to change then how I pray for that person? How is that going to change then how I interact with them? If they're causing trouble, how will that, uh, that just acknowledgement that something's got to be going on with them, how will that uh, affect how I, I deal with them? Uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a huge thing. I, I don't know why I'm just so interested in this whole idea about everybody's got a secret. Everybody's got something that they don't, that nobody else knows, and it affects their lives. You and I have shared stuff with each other, you know, that yeah. we know each other. I, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll hear something or I'll read something or I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, Dave would really appreciate this, yeah. right? And, yeah. and sometimes I want to send it to you. Then other times I think, oh, I don't, I don't want him to, I don't want to send the wrong message, you know, like, oh, Dave, you need this, you know, you better read this because you need it. No, but because maybe I think it'll be encouraging to you. Our relationship is so close that if you sent something, I mean, you did that a while back. You sent me a link to one of the people on your show and it was, um, uh, I think it was 200 churches and it was so timely. If, if I get something like that from you, the nature of our relationship being so close, I'm going to read it or I'm going to pay attention to it. But it's because of relationship. You know, now if a pastor just goes up to somebody in their church who they don't really know and say, hey, why don't you just share with me what happened in your past when you were growing up or what happened to you during COVID that is making <laughs> you so uptight? Share that with me. They're, they're going to say, well, I'm not going to say what they're going to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. you know. <laughs> I was waiting to hear what you were going to say there, Dave. I know. I almost <laughs> did, but then that's not right. So I'm not well, you know, I, I've been taking this uh, course online, and one of the things they were saying was when you're recording a video, yeah. we often spend way too much time on the wrong side of the lens. We're mm. very concerned about how we look, what the lighting looks like our face, what we're saying and our content. 
We spend very little time thinking about the person on the other side of the lens who's looking at the screen. Who are they? You know, what are their characteristics? What are their needs? What are their struggles? What are their fears? What do they need to hear from you? And recently, Dave, we had the Supreme Court ruling that was brought down on a Friday. And, you know, there's just, there's so much turmoil in society over that. It's just, you know, you just drop that thing in the middle and it just blows up everywhere. People are talking about it. I had to really sit down before that weekend and it didn't give us much time because that came out on a Friday morning. That's right. And we were speaking to our people literally less than 48 hours later. And I started thinking to myself, okay, the other side of the lens, the other side of the lens, what do people need to hear? Some people, some people want to celebrate. Yes. Some people want to cheer. And then and some people have done a lot of work for many years praying for this day. Yeah. And then there are some people that are afraid. They're yes. fearful. Yeah. They wonder how far is this going to go? There there's even people that are married to their same sex partner. Yeah. And they're sitting there thinking maybe we're next. Maybe right. maybe they're going to outlaw me. Maybe they're yeah. going to outlaw my relationship. And so I started thinking through, you know, the, and it runs the gamut from all of these different things. And so what I try to do is I, I try to speak to, to all of those people on Sunday morning oh, and, boy. uh, praise God. I think I was, I was gracious enough with the whole thing that I felt like I was able to rejoice over what I could rejoice over and be empathetic and compassionate uh, and um, call out and identify some of the real struggles that other people were having too. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's exactly what you're saying though. It's trying to figure out what is the context on the other end and do I know it so, so that I don't, A, I don't take offense and B, I can communicate well with them. Isn't it the same thing about, you know, putting yourself in the other person's shoes? You know, we've heard that phrase for Mm -hmm. a long time. And that's kind of like what we're talking about. Rather than react, let's reflect. What would it be like to be that person? What would it be like if I was in that person's, uh, you know, shoes and I knew the different stress points in their life, you know, right now, um, that is going to change how I look at them and how I treat them. Um, and yet we, we as a people, Christians, we tend to be more reactive than reflective, you know. Um, and I think we do the people uh, harm that are closest to us. Um, and that isn't, even, that isn't uh, even talking about, you know, how open and honest are we as pastors with people, because that's a very dangerous thing. You know, uh, let, let your people need to know that you're just like them. I, that, that's crazy talk, you know, (laughs) you know, you know, I mean, they, you know, at least don't get specific. Everybody's comfortable with the pastor saying, you know, I have my struggles too. You know, that's a pretty safe thing, you know, but if the pastor says, you know, I struggle with pornography from the pulpit, well, sorry, you know, he did, that's not going to go over very well at all. So we've got to be really careful with what, with what uh, we share with people, 
but so we want to we want to somehow communicate to people that I got my things too. All my stuff that I'm dealing with might not be appropriate for everybody to hear, but somehow I have to be I have to let people in to know that that I have my struggles too. I just like that phrase be more reflective than reactive. It's just such a weird time for people. So many things mm-hmm. are going on, you know, yeah. now. Politically, the Supreme Court, the 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 somebody asked me, Dave, have you ever have you ever uh seen it this crazy of a time? And and you know, because I became a Christian at 70 in 75, 74. Um, you know, I've I've been in the church and a leader in the church for a long period of time. There's really nothing too much happening right now that hasn't happened before. But everything is intensified. Everything is multiplied. The, all of these different things have converged at once. I have not mm. seen that. So many different issues coming together at once. And this is affecting people. Some people are are really uptight and fr- afraid and worried. They're worried about their health, the economy, uh, politics. They're they're worried about their freedoms being taken away, and this changes how people behave, and could be an explanation for us as pastors for why people are behaving the way uh, the way that they are. I, I remember, I can't remember who it was. Somebody, I was driving through town and somebody was holding up some sign, you know, and I can't re- even remember now what it was, but they were trying to make some point, you know, and I remember saying to myself, I wonder what happened in that person's past to make them feel so strongly about this, that they'd stand out on a street corner with a sign. Yeah, and there was right, no right. judgment about it. I was curious. I wonder I wonder what happened to that. Something happened to that person to make them feel so strongly about this, that they'd stand out in the heat of the day with a sign protesting, you know, something. And I don't think it was the abortion thing. I think it was something else. And um, I just, I want to ask myself that question more often, where I wonder what the backstory is to this person. You know, if we were to watch the news on YouTube from the 70s, what was a nightly newscast like? I think we'd be shocked. Yeah. We'd be shocked at how non-polarizing it was. Nobody was trying to pick a fight. Nobody was trying to take sides or start an argument. They were just kind of reporting what was going on. And so, yeah. you know, we're talking about something so simple and basic, Dave, you know, uh, put yourself in the other person's shoes. But I think that right now is the perfect time to be emphasizing this because in our culture, everything is so caustic and so abrasive and so in your face. And it's so like, you know, if you hit me, I'm going to hit you harder. And, you you know, it's just, there's so much of it. And then as you said, it's all coming at the same time. We've not seen this before, but then you add it all up and you pile it all up, but then you put a big magnifying glass over the top of it because of social media and everything is communicated a thousand times more than it ever used to be. So, you know, we can hardly, I was listening to it. I was listening to a book on tape uh, and I I can't remember the name, the name of the guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. um, uh, Roan, Jim Roan. Okay. Uh, This guy is a, this guy's a classic, right? But it was, 
they were lectures that he was doing, leadership lessons and leadership lectures. And he was talking about learning and growing. And he was saying, how many people in, in, in your community do you think have a library card? Because you need to have a library card. You need to go to the library. And he was saying you need to read books on the economy. You need to read. And he named all these different areas of life. And as he's talking, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. He was saying that you need to have your own personal library at home. And he recommended some books that were very, like, broad and general books that would be good books to start out with to build your library. And I thought, oh, my, how things have changed. People can... They can have, you know, they can have the world's library right in the palm of their hands. And this is overwhelming to people. And people are, they are experiencing trauma, stress, tension, all of this. And so as pastors, I think we really, really have to think about who's on the other side of the lens, whether it's just in a conversation or when we see stuff happening at church where people are doing and saying things that we're like, wow, that's kind of over the top. Just yeah. tell yourself, yeah, that is over the top. Pastor, why don't you go and minister to that person and find out how they got over the top and right. what's going on? That's an opportunity to do ministry. I think it, it helps foster compassion in our hearts, which should be a, a, a main trait in the life of a pastor. If I realize that I'm not walking in that person's shoes I don't know everything about them. I wonder what they're afraid of. I wonder what they're dealing with. Our our heart of compassion enlarges and we become better pastors. That's really what the Lord has called us to be, to be as as, as good a pastor as as we possibly can. And this is a big... It really is. It really is to have understanding and wisdom. And and a lot of this is just the book of Proverbs as well. How to be wise. Yeah. You know, how to deal with people and interact with people. Well, Dave, this is your first time on our podcast. We've talked about something uh, on on the Coaching for Pastors podcast anyway, and we've talked about something fairly general, but I think that is so for our time and for our day that that we, to to help us not to react, but to interact with people. But you've been coaching pastors for a long time. And yeah. I know that there have been many pastors, as I've been on social media, that will say to me, hey, Jeff, yeah, Dave Jacobs, yeah, we, we first heard him on your podcast. Yep, we've done coaching with him, and it's been great. And I hear these connections a lot, and that's always wow. fun. And you've got uh, smallchurchpastor.com. You've got a small church pastor Facebook group yeah. that is for lead pastors and their spouses, and they have yeah. to... Uh, kind of apply, right? They've got to ask permission to get into that. Yeah, group. they have to agree to a bunch of rules, boy, I tell you. Yeah, and and you police that pretty well, and you're pretty direct <laughs> in that group. I suppose you've had a lot of practice. But yeah. you also you also coach pastors, and yeah. uh, you offered on my 200 Churches podcast a deal. Are you going to offer that same opportunity to the listeners on this podcast? I think so. I, I Those of you that are listening, I want to give you an opportunity to experiment with pastoral coaching, with uh, with you know no cost, no strings attached, totally you know a safe. What I'm going to offer those of you that, that have checked in here uh, today, I'm going to offer you four 45 minute coaching sessions beginning in July, and you know when when those sessions are over, no pressure, 
nothing, you know, to continue or whatever. All you have to do is, if you're interested, is to email me. My email address is scpcoaching at gmail.com. Again, scpcoaching at gmail.com. Say that I heard you on the podcast and I'll, I'll send you something to fill out and turn in and I'll take it from there. But, you know, coaching isn't always, you know, for everybody, but I, I really believe that pastors need to have a, a coach. And so this is just an opportunity for you to experience coaching, experiment and, and see what it's like. I'd love to get together with you. Well, Dave, you and I have been doing this for years and I yes. really appreciated you and we've become good friends. And if you miss that email address, it's SCP for Small Church Pastor, scpcoaching at gmail.com. If you're driving, just know that wherever you're listening to this, just, just click on it and in the description of this episode, I'll have a link to his email address and you can send him a note there. Day four, 45-minute sessions. Yeah. That's really, that's really, that's generous. That's three hours of your time. But what I really like about it is it truly gives a pastor the opportunity to get some good coaching and get some good help. Yeah. And at the same time, really be able to evaluate, are you and them a good fit for continued coaching? Uh, right. Because, you know, we hear this all the time that professionals in almost every area of industry and entertainment and life, they have coaches, you know, they've got acting coaches and voice coaches and offensive yeah. coaches and defense. They've got all these, some of them have multiple coaches. They've got, they've got health and nutrition and fitness coaches. Somehow as pastors, we think, no, we got our four years of Bible college or we did our three years <laughs> of seminary and, you know, when I, we graduated back in the, you know, the, the O's or the nineties or the eighties and we're good. Well, the world's changed a lot. And, yeah. and if, and if the number, if Kobe Bryant needed a number of coaches when yeah. he was playing basketball and Michael Jordan needed coaches, we as pastors, I mean, we need coaches, somebody who's not in our orbit, somebody that yeah, we can talk to. We know that it's not going any farther. We can actually think out, you know how as pastors, we can't think out loud. That's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. sometimes when I say something later on, somebody will say, well, yeah, but you said such and such. And I look at him, I'm like, dude, I, I, I was just thinking out loud. I wasn't, like, <laughs> I wasn't like making pronouncement. And I've learned that the hard way that, you know, it's not good to think out loud, but with a coach, you can think out loud. You can yeah explore and discuss you could share fears and concerns and yeah. and then get unvarnished advice and counsel and coaching so yeah. yeah for what it's worth this honestly i've never heard of an opportunity like this dave for four yeah. sessions like that so that's very generous of you yeah check it out you got nothing to lose i tell pastors <laughs> that it's not my job to do your thinking for you but it's my job to help you think and to help you see and to help you hear what the Father's doing in your life and in the life of your church. And that's one of my kind of philosophical ways of approaching coaching. I really do believe that God has more to say to you than I do. And so if you feel stuck in any area of your life or ministry, maybe coaching is something that would be helpful to you. Email me. That's perfect. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, and uh, we'll get you back on again on the Coaching great. for Pastors podcast. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks. Well, there you have it, my friend. A great offer from Dave Jacobs for those four sessions. I just think it's a great opportunity. Now, that is one-on-one -on -one coaching. 
the opportunity that uh, Dave Bush and I, the other Dave, I, I only have friends named Dave except for Johnny. Uh, the opportunity that Dave Bush and I are giving you is group, is cohort coaching and cohort mastermind. That's a great thing of a different sort. And so if you want to be a part of that, go to coachingforpastors.org slash mastermind. You can sign up for the free webinar coming up on August the 16th. Dave and I will do a one-hour webinar. And on that webinar, we will talk about living an extraordinary life and the brand new Coaching for Pastors Mastermind that will end up starting just after Labor Day. So we've got a lot of lead time uh, heading up to that, but just like everything in life, it'll be here before you know it. So go to coachingforpastors.org slash mastermind, sign up for the webinar, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on August the 16th. But for me, I'll talk to you again on Monday on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.